Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Kong. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 370. My goodness gracious, of the Sithless, I'm one of your five hosts, I almost said four, five hosts tonight, Rajal Ashai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Ooh, Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch, Last Gonzalez, what's up? Not much, another day to record with y'all. Another day in paradise. Now... If you're watching this on Patreon, uh, you might notice that we don't have Randy tonight. Um, he'll be back next week. And you might notice you can't see King Tom. But King Tom is here. He's on a satellite location. He's at a satellite <laughs> location. And um, King Tom Chansky, what is up? Uh, yeah, so I'm in the hospital right now. Uh, but it's it's on purpose uh, this time. Uh, they had they had to switch my medication, and they're giving me an IV of this thing instead of the pills, and they want to monitor me. So I'm here through Saturday. Um, not where I want to be, but I could be doing worse. So um, you know, I have this time I was prepared. I you know, I have my work computer, I have my fun computer, um, and it's not as bad as it was last time. But I'm doing all right. I just don't want people to see me, you know, all disheveled in my gown with stuff plugged in. Right. Kind of yeah. like uh, like in a back to tank. Exactly. Right. But you know what? We appreciate you making the effort, buddy. Well, you know, I'm always happy to talk with you guys. It's not, it's yes. not a Wednesday unless I'm, you know, part of the Sith. Yeah, that's right. And it's not a complete show. You know, unless, I'm glad you're here for this one because, boy, oh, boy, do we have stuff to talk about because... It was a yeah. an episode. There definitely there was an episode, and it was phenomenal. But we'll talk about that in a second because I have to introduce the last part of our puzzle. The man we call El Hombre. Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Buddy, I'm just so glad to be here, man. I'm uh, stoked to be recording this show. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Le Judice, he uh, was a little busy with work, so uh, no worries. That's why we have six hosts, just in case two or three or four want to have a day off. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we'll still have a regular podcast, so that's all good. Guys, check us out. Sithlist.com for all kinds of cool Sithlist shenanigans like our YouTube show or channel and all that good stuff that we do on there. Uh, we did Ahsoka last night and we definitely reacted, that's for sure. Um, and we had a good time doing it. Goosebumps were all over the place. So check us out there. Obviously, all the podcast stuff and the episodes are on there and merch on T Public and on YouTube. So if you see something that's not on T Public, it's probably on the YouTube merch page. So um, Safe Eric shirts are there. Just don't tell T Public and Lucasfilm. Um, so check us out there. Um, how's everybody doing? Geek Tom, we, we heard you talk about you're in the hospital. You're there because you have to be there and everything so far, knock on wood, is going well. So that's a good sign in itself. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's good. Boo, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Boo and I were at uh, Palm Springs this weekend um, and Rancho Mirage, which is like the nice part of Palm Springs. And we got to hang out and have some fun. And we went to a casino on Sunday night, won a little money. Not us, you and, but our be- you and better I halves. Didn't. No, yeah. we didn't win. We didn't win shit. Ever, everyone else, else won money. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. At the uh, at the casino was called. What was it called? Hot oh, water. Uh, oh yeah, hot water. Agua. Hot water. Ca- Agua caliente. There you go. If you're down in Rancho Mirage, check it out. It's beautiful. It's a great. It spot. is a nice. It is a nice casino. We had a good time. It is. We did. A, we had a great time. So that was cool. Uh, Eric, what's up with you, bud? Man, you know, just doing my thing, uh, learning all kinds of cool high-end video technology stuff at work. So that's kind of fun. Oh, like like what kind of stuff? Like editing stuff? So no, uh, like we're getting ready to start doing um, live point-to-point stuff. Ooh, so like where yeah, I'm man. broadcasting in one location and like everything is live at both locations. But then like one person is simulcast over and like we intercept it and time it all out to where it all falls in together. It's pretty wild wow. stuff, man. That is, that's crazy. It's neat. The technology is cool. So I like learning that's awesome. stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, and in other yeah. news, if anybody is uh, listening from Houston, Texas, it looks like I'll be playing a show there at the end of this month. Well, we have some friends that live down there, Eric. Uh, Mr. No Outlaws down there. So I'll hit him up. I th- want to say it's like the, I don't know, state fair or something. Oh, right on. When is that, Eric? Um, the 20-somethingth. Does that help okay. at all? Yes. that's. I mean, that whole range is good for me. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, in the 20s. Yeah. 20 second maybe is that a friday it, is this with the country yes. band that you're playing with or the yes, jazz band? the country band country band okay cool yeah wow that is rad yeah we do have some friends down there so that's we gotta let them know um how about you les how how's it going with you man anything going on uh yeah things are going pretty well for me right now uh yes yeah got a <laughs> got a promotion at work and a real nice. Nice. So, nice. But we'll Welcome. see how long it takes for me to screw that up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no. Zero. Uh, <laughs> we will not screw this up. No, nah, but uh, yeah, it's a chance for me to prove myself and uh, continue yeah. with what I set out to do uh, basically in the middle of the pandemic. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
okay, great. Well, it's our, one of our listeners and one of our friends, really good friend's birthday today, uh, Daniel Lopez. Uh, Eric, you met him as well. Mm-hmm. He's a, a brewery X regular. So happy birthday, Daniel. Yeah, happy I birthday. I to throw that out there. Um, guys, let's just get into this. There's a lot to talk about. Boo, you even got some bits. I do have some bits. I actually and have some bits this time. Unfortunately, we have some um, moment of sound for a couple peeps in the music world. We'll, we'll get into that as well. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into the box office. Now we have a box office. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fred. Guys, weekend box office results coming from Rotten Tomatoes. This one surprised me a little bit, but it kind of didn't. The Equalizer 3 takes the holiday weekend. Plus, Barbie crosses a $600 million domestic and eyes the top 10 list of all time, by the way. While Oppenheimer looks to become a top-grossing R-rated film, the the highest top-grossing R-rated film ever. So it's crazy. Denzel Washington, guys, back at number one. He is the shit, and he deserves it. Equalizer number three made $34.5 million in a three-day, $42 million for the four-day haul, $42 million. Uh, Barbie, $10.6 million. And Blue Beetle, 7.2. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, 6.5 million. And Oppenheimer at 5.5. So there is your list of movies. Now, uh, did anybody see uh, anything in the theaters at all? No? I I did not, but one of my friends went to see Gran Turismo. And he is not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination. He was floored, said it was great. I've I, heard it's great, wasn't it? I didn't mean that as a pun, but Ooh, that was a really good one. He said it was <laughs> really good, and uh, nice. yeah, so that's neat. So it made me interested in seeing it. I don't know that I was particularly keen to until he said that. Well, it's a true story too. Did you know that, yeah. Eric? Yeah, yeah, crazy. I heard when you get out of there, you cannot believe that it's a true story. Like it's amazing that what happened happened. Um, so yeah, I, I'm down. I'm, I want to check it out. It looks it looks pretty cool. Um, so question for you guys, you didn't watch anything in the theater. I didn't either. I do want to say that I forgot to tell you guys last week I got to, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if I did say, I got to take Malik to Jurassic Park. Did I, did I let you guys know that? Uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't right? on last week. So. Oh, yeah, you weren't on last week. Does that sound familiar, King Tom? <laughs> did I talk about this last no, week? No, I don't think so. Okay, so it was the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park and... It was great because it was on Cinema Day, National Cinema Day. And so all the tickets were $4 and they had it in 3D and not real 3D, but just, but it was the 3D where they go and remaster it and it doesn't hurt your eyes or your head watching it. You can take off your glasses and you can kind of still see what's going on. So I decided to take Malik because he loves Jurassic Park. I decided to take him to go watch it. And he absolutely loved it. It was amazing. He sat there the entire time with his glasses on the entire time. And then we got to watch Jurassic Park together and kind of got emotional during this scene where they see the dinosaurs for the first time. And Sam Neill is like uh, taking his glasses off and his hat off. And he's uh, looking at the, Bron- I think the Brontosaurus. And I remember sitting there watching with my dad. 
because I went and saw it with my dad. So I was sitting there, the next generation of Malik sitting there, and I was, it got me for a second, dude. I almost lost my shit, but I, you know, I was composed. I stopped. But really cool, man. Really cool to see it. And uh, the 3D was done very, very well. It wasn't. It didn't obstru obstruct from what you were watching. It didn't take anything away from it. It just enhanced it. So everything that you see was like forefront 3D, which oh, was that's rad. Cool. Yeah, so cool. So I did get to see that in the theater. And getting to do it at that price point too, man. That's yeah, four bucks. Yeah, it was great, and it was packed. It was packed. So um, yeah, I got to experience that. But so I want to ask. I put this in the show notes because I assumed one of you guys watched One Piece. Yes, I knew Les did. Okay, so can you let the audience know that people that aren't familiar with One Piece, what it is um, in, a, mm -hmm. in a little in a quick format, you know, way of saying first, it. First of and, all, and what you thought about it. No, first no, and what all, you thought about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first of all, as an anime, uh, One Piece is one of the like most popular ones out there. Uh, I will say that I am personally not a fan. Like I, oh, have seen some okay. of it. I did not want to. I, it's a huge undertaking. There's like, what is it, Boo? There's like over thirteen hundred. I I think the what? the the manga has like. Uh, like all yeah, over a thousand, and the, the actual yeah. anime is they get like four or five hundred episodes. What? Yeah. Like, oh my there's God. a lot of it, and but it's a great concept. It's a great story. The concept is uh, that there was the most famous pirate got arrested and huh. was put to death, but he announced that his treasure was avail is available to whoever finds it. But he left it all in one piece. So instead Ooh. of it, you know, like he left it all in one piece. Figure it out. It's out there somewhere on this place called the Grand Line. Figure it out. No and way. Okay. The main character, the main character, uh, Monkey D. Luffy, wants to be the king of the pirates. If you find the One Piece, you're the king of the pirates. So it's just a freaking pirate journey, man. And they got all kinds of, but they have all the anime uh, amenities. Tr I'll just the tropes say. and stuff. So all the tropes, you know. There's a power level. There's a level system. You know, every villain he faces is a step another level up. Uh, you know, he found he already has an advantage in a way because he found what's called a devil fruit, ate that. He's got super stretchy body, so he's already there's only like ten of them, right, Boo? Like there's only ten of those fruit I think in the so, world that or something. I don't know the exact number, but like only a few people have found them and they have weird abilities. And then it's just like that, but the I will say right now, watching the live action it is very well made man it is gorgeous it is okay a beautiful adaptation i feel all the characters from what i do know ha are hit they they're all good because they brought in the actual creator of the manga and they had Ooh. him basically go over every step and make sure he got as close to an adaptation in, or, as his original vision the only issue i have is that it's on netflix why is that because we're going to get this one awesome season. Oh, shit. We might get a it. second season. <laughs> and that's it. That's uh, it. Sorry, y'all. Uh, we did all this. It was great. You paid for it. Cool. We got ours. You got yours. Sorry if we leave you hanging. And just that's it. I That's my only issue. Is that is that what they said that's happening? I don't know. But you got to oh. you got to figure that in. It's Netflix. There's that's a lot of good shows. Works. Say it again, King Tom. That's how, that's how Netflix works. Yeah. Exactly. See, it's a bitter Unless pill when you think things. about it. Yes. <laughs> or Love is Blind. Season 5 uh, coming out next week. Shout out. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's basically falls, you know, it not in, the ultimatum, Eric. Not the ultimatum. Uh, this is Love is Blind. This is this is the opposite of what you don't like about this uh, show. It's the opposite. They they find love without even looking at each other and just talking in a pod and they through a wall. It's oh. real love, Eric. Real yeah, love. That's, that's how my wife and I met. Yeah. Me me and my wife too. Except for there was an app and there was pictures and we got to talk and but it was just like a wall. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you liked it, Les. I'm glad I was. Wait, uh, Boo, you're a fan of One Piece. I think I've heard you talk about it in parties and stuff. Or was it Johnny, your buddy? Uh, Johnny, that was a fan? yeah, Johnny yeah, my, was. Okay. My friend Johnny's a huge fan. I, I, I'm aware of of the concept of the show and stuff like that, but he's a huge fan. I still okay. have to, to text him and ask him what he thinks. Yeah, okay. I have heard that the people who love the show love the Netflix, you know, oh, live action adaptation. Huge. So. Yeah, so I had to get his opinion and stuff like that. But I've heard that it's it's pretty good. But I am afraid, like, Les is right. Great show, bitchin', awesome. Nobody watches it. Netflix is like, yeah, we're done. Well, it looks expensive. I saw about five minutes yeah. of it, and it looks expensive. So It's, it's so good, though. A question for you. The <laughs> one that the fans absolutely hated that came out last year. Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that only I didn't lasted. hate it. And yeah, they everybody else. They did. expect sure. they everybody had high did, expectations. Yeah. Everybody had really yeah. high expectations or outrageous expectations. Yeah, There's a difference right. between high expectations and outrageous expectations. And you know what? It's something we may end up talking about when we talk about uh that awesome thing we saw yesterday and that most of us saw, uh Ahsoka. Yeah. Um Ahsoka. but you know, like high expectations is one thing, being outrageous is something else. I really feel that they did a solid, solid job on this one. And for anyone yeah. that, and look, this is how it works. We all know it. People see something, they see the Marvel movies and they're a Marvel fan, source material will be damned. And that's fine now. Like, that's okay, people. I feel this could be the same way, but maybe it might intrigue people to look in and go ahead and read the manga or watch the actual anime also. Okay. All right, I'm I'm glad. I didn't even I knew you were gonna watch it or Boo was gonna watch it, so I wanted to get your take. I watched like five minutes of it, just in passing, and it looked kind of cool. Um, so yeah. I was like, oh, this kind of looks like legit. So, yeah, interesting. Okay, did anybody watch anything else at all? I don't think I I watched anything this week at all. Oh yeah, I jumped back oh, on I the did, uh, kind of. Superman and Lois wagon. Oh okay, you you very, were continuing very good, right? very good season. No, three, I've heard great things good. about that too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I watched for the very first time this weekend in our, uh, like the resort area we were at, um, sitting down because the babies were sleeping. <laughs> I watched Fast and the Furious 1 and 2 Fast and Furious 2. Two that I've never <laughs> seen before, by the way. I've never seen 1 and 2 in my life. And I've watched all, you know, majority of the rest of them in theaters or in passing as just for fun. Uh, first one was damn good, man. I'm going to tell you, the first one was really, really good as a film. Like, well done. Well done. Second one, eh, not so good. Vin Diesel's not even in the second one. I didn't know that. What a what a ah. fucking tease that is, right? You felt cheated. The, the next two, right? Yeah, he, well, Tokyo Drift was after that. So, yeah, no, he shows up at the end of Tokyo Drift, remember? Yeah, but, like, he's not. He's not he's in, not in no. it. No, he's, he's not in just it. Like, no, yeah, he's not in the credit scene. No, no, yeah. no, no. no, no. But uh, second one was kind of garbage. But first one was really good. I was uh, very impressed. Very impressed. So I get it. I don't get it anymore. 
Like, uh, like I don't get the 10 of them, but hey, man, they make money. People go watch them. The last so, one didn't make too much money. How did they? So why didn't he appear in number two? Well, Eric, let me tell. Let me tell you, Eric. I went to a rabbit hole of trying to figure out why the fuck he wasn't in this movie. Mm -hmm. So they offered him twenty-seven million dollars to be in this movie, and he said no. And I've looked at multiple sources because I couldn't believe he said no. He was doing Reddick at a time, and another one, um, whatever the hell the other one he was doing. Like he was kind of a big deal for the for that little span was that when time. triple x came out triple x triple x and then there was another one I the man apart was one of his uh serious yeah. roles where he was like right so uh, he got the script like he got the yeah. script for part two and he did not like it whatsoever and he said no i'm not doing it and, and initially they went and rewrote the ending of part one because he said that he wasn't buying it like it wasn't Toretto wouldn't be doing the stuff that he was doing. So they went and listened to him and redid it. So they asked him to be in the second one. He said, no, the third one, he said, no. And then the fourth one, I think they gave him kind of like producing control. And from then on, it became what it is. So he wasn't in two because he didn't want to be, he got offered 27 million. And he said, no, he, he didn't, he didn't want to be in the family. He did not want to be in the family. They don't even <laughs> say family number two. They don't even say family number two. Um, so kind of disappointing. Tyrese was in it. Twenty-seven like a, million dollars at that time too. That's a lot. That's what I was gonna say. Then, yeah, then that's He's, that's some balls. I gotta. Would, yeah, would I gotta that, give him... Go ahead, Les. Go ahead, Boo. I'm sorry. No, I'll just say for one movie, twenty-seven. It's like uh, was it Christian Bale turning down the fifty million to come back as uh, Batman? as Batman one more time? <laughs> Shit. He said no, and then he stared at himself in the mirror. For I heard it. It's what he did. He stared at himself in the mirror, sitting on his bed I for like two up. hours. I fucked up. I, I fucked, fucked up because he was. He said he not only was the money, but he didn't want to see anybody else in that suit. Like mm. he thought oh, it was him. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it, it hurt him on the inside. He, yeah, oh, big time. Probably would have made a great older Batman. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Hey, there's like still a chance, dark right? Like a kingdom legit... come. But, hey, there's still a chance. Could you? DC, you want to get fans to come back? That's how you do you it. You got to bring Bale back. You brought everyone else back. Yeah. Bring they Bale brought back. Clooney back. They should have brought Clooney back. Yeah, An amazing looking back. Clooney, damn it. And Not his there. like moose knuckle, right? His moose knuckle was in there? His like cup? Nah, it's just him in a straight up like white. Like, but his nipples were like there. No? Miami Vice. No, he was just a, he was Bruce oh, Wayne. Oh, yeah. It's okay. That's Bruce right. Wayne, dude. It wasn't a flashback, his right? Actual Batman, but he's just like, hey, Barry, and you're like, Wow. They really yeah, that's cool. I, I heard about that. Yeah. I heard uh, that. Just too cold, man. All right. Well, that's about it for box office and what we've watched. And now we can jump into what we really want to jump into um, is Boo Bits. No, I'm just kidding, Boo. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> Oh, I want Boo Bits. Oh, no, I want Boo Bits too. Trust me. Trust me and Boo talk today about bits and bits and bits. So I'm very excited about the bits, but I'm more excited about greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. You know, I'm never going to get tired of that. No, me either. That That's is so good. But I was thinking, though, Eric, that it's going to be a little weird when we get... Because that's Mark Thompson's greatness right there. Right. When we get 
yeah, the the voice, which is not too far off of what we know from Rebels. So I hope it still you know resonates when we every time we play it, it will. Yeah, I have spoken. So okay, okay we're obviously we're going to talk about Ahsoka episode four, but before we do, I want to talk about this whole mid season fan event that yeah. they've announced in 10 cities across the u.s none of which are my city so thanks Aww. for that i mean and honestly though i wouldn't go so it's that i saw it today i saw it's playing in los angeles at the grove and it's a it's a trek for us uh during traffic it's at six o'clock yeah. or five o'clock which is even worse yeah Beverly so it's Hills one area. hour before you can see it on disney plus correct yeah yes one hour and don't get me wrong. I mean, that would be cool. But the subsection of fans who will go to that, some of them are going to be the annoying people you don't want to hang around. And yeah. maybe that's unfair. But based on like some of the, I hate to use the word discourse because that might be a bit strong. But, you know, on social media, I actually had a guy come up to me at random at, at church and be like, somebody needs to talk to disney about that new show that got out oh it's terrible and i said i think you may uh be talking to the wrong audience for your your beef here because i am not going to agree with you but anyway so yeah is anybody gonna go to that yeah if, if it was closer not i would me. try but no yeah i mean i mean you know what's great eric is i think hopefully it's like a banger of an episode that they're gonna play if, you know, it's worthy enough to play in a movie theater or is it just because it's the mid season? Um, I suspect it's just because it's the mid season. You know, they want to get people wound up. Um, and maybe I'm wrong because, you know, they did this for the first episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, and I mean, not that the first episode wasn't a banger, but I think it one drove the other as opposed to the other way around. But uh, it, the tickets are free. Tickets are free. Yeah. It's oh, a I didn't know that. free ticket. Blah, blah, Look at Boo. blah. Boo. Boo's like, well, maybe I will uh, venture to Beverly Hills. Because I, lo I love free shit. Yeah. yeah, that's what I saw. And I'm pretty sure that's the case. And it's also being shown in a few international cities of which I can't recall. The closest one to me is Chicago. Hmm. Uh, but they had like Seattle. Uh, trying to remember Orlando. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but like, I think Paris, London, I think all those typical ones that they would. I think with the strike, they're trying to look for other ways mm. of marketing it. Interesting. And they're, uh, try, they're uh, probably yeah. going to want to use the people who go to word of mouth instead of, you know, being able to market the way they usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, a move like this, I mean, it's really designed to generate some heat. That's, right. That's the whole point is just generate some heat on it. And it is a shame, man, when um, you've got a show like this and it's the culmination of like years of hopes and dreams and effort, you know, and then it comes out at a time when unfortunately you can't pour the effort into promoting it like you want to. And right. it's just such a weird I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing for lack of a better way of putting it. But I, I think it's commendable that they're taking the strike as seriously as they are. I mean, cause let's face mm -hmm. it, people could just decide to be complete buttholes about it yep. and do whatever they want. But anyhow, Oh, speaking of which I saw somebody 
talking about how uh, SAG's coming after video games now. Look out, blah, blah, blah. Like they're doing it to get you. You know, and it's it's a shame when people can't appreciate other people's need to earn a living. Right. But right, exactly. Anyhow, anyhow. So let's talk about episode four of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I've enjoyed the episodes up to this. Have they been a little pokey at times? Possibly. But I've definitely liked them. This episode ruled, ruled, ruled. I liked everything <laughs> about it. I have many a question. And one of which is, what's the deal with uh, Maroc or however they pronounce his name? What's the score with that? And uh, what's going to happen next? So who who wants to jump in on this? Let's let's let King Tom and I think uh, King Tom, you know the answer for the Maroc one, correct? We we've been answered through comments and been told what's going on throughout our well, entire YouTube episode. Well, you know, some, some people think he's. Uh, Knights that um, Morgan used her night sister magic to reanimate someone, uh, much like uh, Savage yeah. Press. Um, you know, other people think he's cosmic gas uh, brought to life. I, I happen to think I did some research. He was former uh, Jedi Padawan named Holden the Fart. Uh, that that's who he was. <laughs> oh. So it was, I, it was green, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, well, it was very dusty. You know, <laughs> dusty, and that's why I I was leaning towards the Night Sister magic anime. No, that's, yeah, that's what that's I what everybody it. had told. Yeah, that's what everyone at with, on our YouTube comments was that we've seen this before in Clone Wars, but have we seen the exact thing like that in Clone Wars? Um, no, because I mean, like Savage Opress was an entity. He like I feel mm. like the suit contained the essence of this guy like he had to have the suit because he couldn't exist otherwise her ahsoka cutting it open is what prompted the demise that's interesting that's just my take on it maybe i'm completely wrong let's face it i have been several times this week about several things but uh you know (laughs) it's just interesting when when savage died wasn't because palpatine killed him and wasn't yes. there like some release of gas and his body shrunk? Man, I, I can't thought. remember now that you mention that. Okay, fake mm-hmm. fan Strathers. Jeez. No, that's that's exactly what people have been commenting on is is that exact moment. But I don't remember the color of the of the fart. I don't remember if it was red, <laughs> if it was green. Hopefully it wasn't brown, you know what I mean? Oh, oh. this is getting out of hand. Uh, but anyhow, man, overall, I thought the episode was a banger. I like that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, want, I was joking with myself in my head. This would have been like a great mystery science theater moment is when she's squaring off against Maroc and you're wondering what's going to happen, right? Is that if, like, you were inventing the smack talk, Soka would have been saying, Hey, listen, this show's named after me and not you. So we can all pretty much guess how this is going to go. Right. Exactly. But her falling off and what that did. Well, so, like, the whole thing with her thinking Sabine must have died and then Sabine thinking Ahsoka must have died. It, that was just pretty neat the way they played that off. And, you know, I think that seeing how torn up Ahsoka was 
thinking Sabine was gone and then how much seeing her in person threw her off her game mm-hmm. that shows you that there's more emotion and attachment going on there than might might check for sure. For ah, sure. So King Tom throws out that he checked uh, the Savage Opress and he turned from um, oh, it was a green gas back into the 98 pound weakling. So and it was a green yeah. gas. Yeah. How interesting. Interesting. I wonder who it was in there. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and maybe it's just a nobody, you know? Yeah, very possible. And it was what was cool is, and then I'm so glad we did this. Before we even started our, our episode last night, we all three of us said how great it would be if it's no one. <laughs> and yeah. so we're like, oh, yeah. Ho- hopefully it's no one. And Les is like, hopefully we decapitate his head and it's like nobody. We because I, I mentioned that this is what we do as Star Wars fans. We hype up the smallest little thing mm-hmm. and make it this huge thing that spreads all over the internet and social media. And then it becomes who's Maroc? Who's Maroc? Like who could it be? And you know that's what we do. I mean, we do it with every show. Um, but I'm glad that they halfway through just said, hey, he's pretty much no one. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. You know what I mean? It's funny that you say that because I always think about uh, there's an old episode of Steel Wars and it was a live show that Steel had done and he had several comedians with him. And one of the guys, he's great. He's talking about how he's trying to explain Star Wars to sports guys. Right. And he's like, imagine you're at the football game and they zoom in in the crowd and all the fans know, well, that's Mary. She's got six kids and she might not be able to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God. That is exactly That's what so true. is like where there's oh. a backstory for every single person everywhere in the thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is cool when stuff like that turns out to be nobody, you know, yeah. because yeah. It's, it's so easy to go off the deep end and make all these assumptions. But yeah, I'm real keen on that. So let's talk about obviously. Well, hang on. Let me back up one. The map, the whole graphic of that was really cool. Yeah. And yeah. I like uh Balin, I like him a lot. And I wonder like I really what his like in game is because he's you know, he doesn't seem like he's particularly evil. Like there's some other thing at work and I don't know what it is. Uh yeah, he's got a different agenda. He's yeah. playing along, but his agenda is completely different. And I think it's to bring back the order, but not the order how it was. The order how he wants it to be and how he thinks it should be because mm-hmm. he, he does because he, he wanted ahsoka and that's why he's not he didn't kill off sabine either i think and i and that's why probably ezra is still alive it's as he sees them as assets yeah he wants to turn both of them but now yeah, so, so does he does he kill thrawn then maybe that's Would that be the it, end game kill thrawn maybe i don't maybe that's power? what he thinks uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he wants chaos to happen. There's war, and then the, in in the order will come back somehow, some way. I don't know to save the day or just to come back. That's where I don't know where we're going. Which is good that I don't. We don't know where it's going. Really. Yeah, it, it's not super predictable. No, no. And I think that's great. That's a nice touch because it's super easy, especially when you've got all these existing characters that you know people love and you know that they have ideas about what they want to see happen to this character, that it would be right. super easy to just go the easy route. Right. But the fact that they yeah. haven't, I think, is really cool. Uh, so, like, the idea of Sabine being forced to make the choice. If we can't go, then they can't go. And if that means we have to 
eliminate our chance of going to find Ezra in order to keep them from going to find Thrawn. That's just what we're going to have to do. Do you have this? Basically, do you got the grapes to do it? And uh, that was just a cool spot for her to be in. And I didn't see that coming, which disappoints me in myself, obviously. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, what's her face? The night sister lady, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. yeah. She looks like, and I think this is intentional. This isn't a commentary on the actress. She looks like all of this is taking a toll on her. Mm-hmm. Like she looks more disheveled. Right. And more tired in Huge every passing episode, and like right. this is taking a tremendous amount of effort. And maybe part of that was is maybe she was controlling Maroc mentally. And that just that, that just occurred to me. Maybe that's what was wearing her out is that she was controlling him. Interesting. Um, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But anyhow, so we we've got all this stuff culminating where they are taken off in the uh, hyperspace ring. And you've got the oh, hang on. Let me before I go to there. I just want to talk about how cool it was uh, watching Hu Yang fight those other droids. Yeah, Hu Yang. Uh, yeah. What yeah. Les? What'd you say it was real steel? Yeah. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman was controlling them in the Hugh Jackman was like doing uppercuts and stuff. It was great. His little uh, what is it like? Extra arms came out. Yeah, like, just yeah. like little yeah. jabby. <laughs> but they look like rock'em sock'em uh arms. Like yeah, you think about it, it was, or like those uh the, those like pencil puppets that throw yeah. punches. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, so anyway, when they you have Hera do her thing and disobey orders and come out and uh, yeah. with the, the squadron, and then the hyperspace ring takes off. All of these things happen. Luckily, none of the principals got killed in the process. Yes, thank God. But somebody did get killed. Yeah, which yeah, one person table yeah. didn't. So, no, that's right. (laughs) One thing I thought was cool was how eager Morgan Elizabeth was to fire off into hyperspace with them right there. She knew what was going to happen. Yep. And she looked, she took a major amount of glee in that. And I thought that was kind of neat because it really shows you her character as a human, as a person. But so that was really rad that that taken off that way and uh, seeing what's his face. Oh, come on. The kid from that's the lead singer of Green Day. Yeah. 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 Uh, He was, you know, I've got a bad feeling feeling that it's making, you know, like sick to his stomach. And then you got to wonder what that applies to. Yeah. Does that apply to what just well, happened with that? Does that apply to well? Because he's feeling it in the force. That's my right. He's feeling it in the force. And my friend's like, "Oh, I, that was a cheesy." Somebody at work's like, "That was a cheesy." I got a bad feeling about this. I said it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was he's feeling it in the force. Yeah, and yeah. I think that what he was feeling is what's getting ready to happen to Ahsoka, because we cut to her, and there she is alive, in the world between worlds. As, or at least we assume maybe we assume she, she's alive she yeah. maybe she's a dreaming the whole thing or yeah maybe she's some like this purgatory kind of thing yeah and yeah well he, dude they're not gonna kill her off no that of course be, not you know, yeah yeah but, plus it's, it's been a huge hit so far man yeah and so what do you make of that yeah her the thing with anakin and naturally the big question is is why the darth vader's 
yes. down at the end. Right. So what Anakin are we getting? Are we getting Anakin or Hey Snips? Or are we getting a manipulative Anakin? Right. Or is it even him? Or is it even him? Somebody taking, you know, using that form to get to her. And remember the Emperor, last time we saw the world between worlds, Emperor was trying to get Ezra. Mm -hmm. Remember that whole thing? So that means there's a one door opens, another door opens on the other side. Correct? That was the whole shinding for rebels? Um, I don't know. Do you remember that? Exactly. I think only certain people could open the doors. Right. Right. I, I just remember something like if the one door opens and uh, the, there's another door on the other side that's open. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Um, I can't remember. I'm, again, thank you. But I have a feeling, Eric and King Tom, everybody here, that this episode, this next episode, I could be totally wrong, but I think we're going to get the exact same thing we got from Ahsoka and Ezra, but now Anakin and Ahsoka. We're going to go down a timeline and see major moments in Ahsoka's life. And I think this is where we're going to see some flashbacks and direct scenes from Clone Wars, is what I, I, my my theory is. That would be cool. Like live action <laughs> scenes. Yes, live scenes that we've seen in animation transferred over to live action, and and how cool would that be in a theater if they pick this episode? That's why yeah, I thought this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you may uh, you could, you could yeah. get on to something there, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't so know. I think it would also be then. I think it would also give them an opportunity to tell some of the the stories that, you know, we're waiting to find out more about Sabine uh, and Ahsoka, what round one was like, what oh, happened yeah. Yeah. to Ahsoka after Ezra rescued her and before she met um, Sabine, what happened when Ahsoka met Luke. That oh. last one is something on my wish list, but it's still opportunities to, to show that. That's 100% possible. Like anything is possible now with this timeline. Right. Now, you know, obviously a lot of people and I, me included ever since they introduced the world between worlds and all of this stuff, what I don't want to see is another damn multiverse. Yeah. I'm completely over it. And the reason I say, and I, that sounds real heady. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound snooty about it. It's just it. We already have a problem in star Wars where, the consequences don't, don't really matter because it's never really dead. And man, this just cranks it up a notch because it's like the wish machine. And I don't, I'm not, that's not what I want to see. And I realize there's more people out there to worry about than me, but I'm just saying, I think that's a bad move overall. Well, that's but, why in the show notes, Eric, I said a, a explanation of the world between worlds. I think Wikipedia had just like a very, quick paragraph about exactly what it is and it didn't seem very multiverses versus you know yeah i didn't think so either yeah i was so. gonna say i don't think a multiverse would would you know it'd be a as stretchy as things can get in star wars it'd be probably a real stretch to try to like yeah. i wouldn't even know like even with and, and i barely know anything about the world between worlds i mean if that's the case, then they should have been able to explain Palpatine returning instead of just saying somehow, like, unless, like, yeah. the knowledge of the world between worlds has completely been erased from everyone once well, we Well, I think it's a, it's a force-driven thing, the world, okay. the world between worlds. I, yeah. I yeah, I think that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And only a few people know about it, right? Or know of the or existence. Can, or can access it, yeah. Well, and what I, I mean, not necessarily by multiverse, 
but like a get out of jail free card where yes. you can just undo yeah. anything. Yes. Oh, and yeah. We, yeah. That's really what I yeah. meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's what they did with Rebels, well, right? They kind of changed things around or no? Well, so when Ahsoka and Anakin faced off and all we see is she tells them to leave and shuts the doors and uh, it's they leave it up in the air. What happens to her? Right. And it, you assume that, you know, Vader kills her because there's no way she killed him because of when it happened in the timeline. Right. Right. So if that's the case, then when we find out, we see her later and she's just like walking into like we see her from the back walking the into this temple. Thing. Right. Yeah. And so. You, episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you wonder, well, what actually happened to her? What's the deal yeah. with airline food? And um, <laughs> sorry, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, well, then we so Filoni had gone on record saying something. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we find out later in Rebels that this is what happened. And it's cool. It was really neat and like the mysticism of it. And it brings back the mystical nature of the force. And it's not just this biology thing. Um, that's cool. That's really neat. But again, it made it to where, yeah, he just yanked her out of there in the nick of time before Vader killed the crap out of her. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man, that would just be easy to go and undo anything as long right. as they didn't show it directly on screen, because maybe then is there like a time travel time travel component to it, which plainly there is. Yeah. Because when he went there and plucked her out, it was she survived in the future. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so, very kind of confusing. That's for yeah. sure. Well, and part of it too, man, I think that there's probably an element of it where they don't even, they haven't decided. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't know, know what they're going to do with it. Yeah. And, uh, which whatever, I mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's exciting is to have them kind of going along with the flow and, and giving them more time to think about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. But anyhow, so what do you think that means? What do you think the Anakin breathing, uh, the Darth Vader breath thing meant in the grand scheme of things? I'd go with Boo on this one. I'm, uh, I'm going to get Boo's take too on the, on the show. Well, you know, I, I I thought it was you you get the Vader theme at the end. You know, you, you get the the breathing. I think it's a mix of of. I, the world between worlds I, I never saw the rebel stuff but is it just could it be like not it could it be like you're everything that you are or could be is in that one place kind of thing i think no, it's, it was, it's like yeah, a confluence ahead. of all time i don't want to say all reality but all all time space all life and not to hijack Boo's answer, but I think it's, you know, I think this is Force Ghost Anakin, but not Force Ghost. This is every Anakin after becoming one with the Force. And yeah. Darth Vader is, is a part of that. So, because I think the world between worlds would be like uh, you could equate it to um, like in Ikea, how there's the secret passages to skip big mm -hmm. parts of the store. Yes. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And or like at a, a theme park where you're not allowed to see, but they just hop back behind there and mm -hmm. they're in like 
a whole other land as opposed to what being in the theme park is like. You know what I mean? And then they can travel and pop out somewhere else. And it's, I think that's like a good analogy, but it is, it does, you know, the mechanics of it and the operation of it, because that's something that Star Wars is run uh, fast and loose with on many a thing <laughs> is deciding how things actually work. And I, you know what? I'm okay with that. I like the, the changes in direction for storytelling when it makes a good story. Uh, is it like I've read some really cool books and this is how this was the origin story of Kanan and, or at the end of clone wars, but then in the bad batch, it was different. I was fine with that just because it was neat. And so whatever, I just, I'm excited to see what happens with Sabine and what choices she's forced to make at this point. And, uh, you know, can I ask you guys a question? When Sabine was on the ground and she tried to push her with the force, she, the girl felt something, correct? I see. Okay. Here's my take on that. And so I, I, I watched it twice and her head shook hard. Does somebody else want to go on this or yeah. because I feel like I've dominated this whole part, but oh, it's okay. So I well, think she just anticipated the force hitting her when she put her hand up. So she kind of moved like a oh. flinch. Kind of exactly. she said. Yeah, yes. it was like, oh, oh damn, kind of thing. Oh, and and then, it was and like, she said, you don't have power. Yeah, she yeah. Was, nothing happened. Fell for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And nothing happened. That's That mm-hmm. was my take on it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because she looked genuinely surprised. And man, I tell you what, I like Shen a lot. I think she's red. She's red. And, you know. She's I, tense. Yeah. The looks that she gives, she has the holy shit. Kate McKinnon eyes, fucking just pierces your soul. Okay, I like her accent too. She has like this slight accent. Yeah, and and I can't pin down what it is. No, no, but scary. That's what it is. Yeah, it is, and that's the thing. (laughs) It's like she's one of those where you're just you you want to be around her because she's intriguing, but Mm -hmm. you're also afraid she's going to kill you at any second. Yeah, you know, there's bloodthirsty. I'm glad she's still alive. And she's angry, you know, and that's what I think makes her such a loose cannon and a wild card. But uh, I mentioned right in the previous episode where she just didn't blink for the longest time when they showed her Mm -hmm. the cockpit of that fighter. And I forgot to look and see if she was doing that here. But uh, man, I just they're crushing it with this i'm very they excited about what happens cool. next so cool man it's yeah. been such a good such a good see i'm so excited about next episode and the rest and i i forgot that there's eight episodes correct not six correct oh, yeah dude last night we were thinking there was only six and we're like there's only a couple more left so even better even better well what's oh. so i just thought, put two and two together next tuesday man i'll be hanging out with our buddy nick watching his band play here oh, are you yeah are you really oh that's yeah. great so that's fantastic maybe if they don't go on until late he and yeah, i can, can watch, it. watch it backstage yeah. or something yeah that'd be cool so hawthorne yeah. heights are opening for him too. oh really yeah oh, that's cool yeah yeah but anyhow right on. anyhow that's great so. king tom you're gonna head out right now correct yeah it's uh a little bit late for me and i think they're gonna start coming around checking vitals and stuff like that yeah no so, problem buddy yeah. you go do that take care of yourself thank you for making the effort of coming on man appreciate you that was great talking and, with everyone yeah, yeah get yeah, better appreciate it man do what you gotta we'll, do man we'll talk to you uh we'll talk to you soon 
Okay, thanks. Have a good weekend, everyone. All right. Later, Catch you later, King Tom. Later, buddy. So I wish I would have gotten to this sooner than without King Tom, the master of all this. There's a comic series that yeah. has introduced this like major villain right. called Scourge. Scourge. And it's in a, a the it's droid something something. I don't it's know. In, it's it's in a, a droid comic book, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, I'm interested in it, but at the same time, like you have to be careful throwing a huge major force to be reckoned with into a universe like this because based on the timeline, where were they? Because they, the article I saw referenced him as um, a Palpatine level bad guy. Yeah, I saw that too. That's why I thought I was like, man, this is a, this is pretty important if he's a Palpatine level bad guy. Yeah. There's and not many said, of those. Yeah. And it said something about like it's a combination of two evils, I feel like is what it said. Is, but is this a rendering of him? Is this I, just, I think. Yeah, I think so too. It's this red look weird looking devil looking kind of guy that's wearing some armor or something. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not gonna go search the the comic out or anything. I'm just not. That's no. not where I'm at right now. But right, uh, if anybody reads it, please fill us in on what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll hit King Tom up about that too. Yeah, yeah. All right. um, man. So I think by the time people hear this, it'll be too late because I believe today is the final day to fund the ghost. The house oh, lab. cool to see that thing, huh? For the first yeah. time. Yeah. So that'll be neat. I funded it or I, you know, uh, took part in it. So that'll be right. a cool thing to get two years from now when it finally comes. Right. But um, yeah, now this is unrelated to Star Wars, but it has the word star in it. Starfield mm-hmm. came out. The game uh, came out today it, or was it today? Yesterday. Sorry, yesterday. And um it's a like a Microsoft joint. And so it is a day one um, release on game pass for game pass subscribers. And some people have had early access to it because if you upgrade to the premium edition, you got, got it five days ahead of time, but I'm real stoked on that, man. It's, it's space. So yeah, that sounds cool. I've heard about it. Uh, by the way, I forgot we have a voicemail from Avery, or our old friend Avery. We haven't heard from him in a while, so uh, let me play that right Sith now. List, Avery here. It's been a minute since I've sent in a voicemail, so I thought I'd just check in and share my thoughts on Ahsoka so far. And holy crap, this has given Andor a run for its money, in my opinion, in terms of just how it's making me feel. Um, I mean, clearly Andor is a better quality show, but Ahsoka is probably one of the best Disney Plus shows that has come out yet. And I, I'm just so enthralled every single week. And this week was a doozy. I'm not going to lie. I was on the edge of my seat and I very much saw that ending coming. I'm sure you all talk about it a lot, so I won't waste any time with that. But I had a thought while I was watching this week's episode and it was kind of a thought about how all this is kind of tying into the larger story within the sequel trilogy. And every time I come into an Ahsoka episode, I think, are they going to mention Exegol? Are they going to mention the First Order or even the fact that Palpatine somehow survived? Uh, So... I had a thought that what if instead of, you know, or I guess let me, let me start over. When they have this idea to go out and find Thrawn, bring them back, they always say that it's going to start a war. It's going to be the start of something. Um, 
And, you know, obviously I've assumed like probably a lot of people that that means you're just going to start a war with the new republic. But what if, and I had this, this is the thought, what if instead of the new republic being the target for Thrawn's forces, what if they're trying to fight another faction, say the First Order? What if they're actually challenging Palpatine and his factions of the First Order on Exegol? I mean, it's just a thought. It's probably not true. This probably will get shot down. But, you know, it's just something I I was considering. So do you think that's a possibility that maybe we'll see some empire on empire violence or, or, or is it just New Republic business as usual, kind of the target here? Um, and, you know, it's just uh, something to, to kind of mull over, but that's about it. So I will let you guys go discuss and it's, you guys keep on keeping on and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, Thanks, that's, Avery. yeah, that, thank you for the voicemail. That's like perfectly succinct too. You nailed it. Uh, the, that's an interesting proposition. And I, if they were to do something like that, like empire on empire violence kind of thing, I suspect it would happen outside of this show because I don't think they've got enough time to add those layers and still get to where they're trying to go. Like just getting him back kind of thing. And I mean, I could be completely wrong. They can do all kinds of things. And what do I know? But that would be my guess is that it's going to be more focused on Thrawn coming back and um, taking like his goal would be to take the empire to the next level. And maybe part of his thing is he's part of how Palpatine returned. Maybe he's part of that whole deal. I don't know, but it's certainly interesting to think about. And the the chiss, like where the, like where the hell are the chiss? The thing I keep coming back to, and I know everybody's probably like, OMG, shut up. But they use the term banished every time they refer to him being out there. And like like we've said, banished is an action word. Right. That is, I mean, it's something being done to you. Stranded would be got out there and can't get back. Mm-hmm banished would be sent there or like a captive captive there by someone else and i don't know man anybody got any thoughts on that i don't my opinion on it isn't the be all end all of it yeah i i think he was he was i mean he's there because he can't get out i don't think he was banished he was banished initially by the chiss that was the long game kind of thing um so yeah i don't know that's it's very interesting on what's going to happen and why he's, what he's doing, where he's at. That's what I want to know. What the hell is he doing in, in that, wherever the other galaxy? Is he building another empire on his own? Because that's what he would do. If he's alive, he's doing something to build a strong army. Right. To, to build power back. for himself. Yeah. And, and he is a Chiss. And remember, there's a war between the Chiss and the Grisk. That whole thing was a, was a thing. So who knows, man? There's all kinds of different things. We've never seen the Grisk either, right? At all. Yeah, correct. In live action, yeah. Just in books and stuff. So. Yeah. I got to go back and read those books again. Yeah, sure. I need to like get back on the Star Wars book train, man. I've done such a terrible job with it. Yeah. but We got to hit up our, our buddy Sal. Yeah. He's read all of them. Oh, and King Tom next week. He's read all the all the Thrawn books as well. I just don't remember all of them. There were six of them, I think. It's crazy.
Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for guiding us through this, man. No problem, man. Star Wars. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Boo, you ready for some bits? Always. Always ready for some bits. Okay, Boo, give you bits. All right, Boo, give us your bits. (laughs) Where are your bits, Boo? I'm looking for them. Where are the bits? You know. Uh, Bits, better be bits. Oh, yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bits. It's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. So you guys, uh, or I heard you guys played that twice last week. Cause you, cause you oh, we did so play. We missed you, bro. That's you I know. know. I know. I missed you guys too. <laughs> yeah. Of course we played it twice. Of course, yes. Um, so kind of just a recap of, of bits going on. Um, Struthers was right about the uh, about the the SAG to sending um, SAG after sending the uh, video game industry the authorization to strike. That should be interesting. Who knows where that's gonna go? But Shit. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Everything's grinding to a halt here, folks. Yeah. Um, some things that aren't, which is okay, I guess. Uh, looks like Loki is coming out October six on Disney Plus, which is great. Yeah. Um, but anything else that you're looking forward to? Uh, coming out on Disney Plus or for Marvel or anything like that is delayed. Uh, anything. You know, uh, Daredevil, delayed. Uh, the Agatha show, she keeps on changing its name. Yeah. People are wondering about it, and I guess the creator or the director or something said that that's, it's a marketing thing to show that so. she's... So, yeah, so it, it was so that's funny. Because um, it's like five different name changes already. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Echo show has been delayed. Uh, stuff like that. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, it looks like it was funny because we, we didn't get an actual a date, but it looks like what if season two is going to release uh, Christmas 2023 or okay. around Christmas. Yeah. So sometime in December, January, maybe. I don't fucking know. So whatever around Christmas means to you. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm just giving. Know. I'm just giving the. Info I, I I just I just <laughs> you know, regurgitate what my sources tell me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you that. Know? No, no opinions here. No opinions here. No, no. yeah, just, no, unbiased, just information. Unbiased Absolute, information. One hundred percent. Yes, I get it. Um, speaking of uh, something that you would expect to be unbiased, um, <laughs> this this I thought was pretty funny. Uh, it looks like a PR firm has been paying critics on Rotten Tomatoes to submit positive reviews. No. Yeah, to inflict oh. or to to uh to uh inflate Paola. the scores. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little uh little pay for play. A little pay for play going on here. Wow. Funny thing funny thing is is how much do you guys think they were being paid for per positive review? Give me how much would you be paid to give a positive review on something and put it on the internet? 100 bucks. $10. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, thirty bucks. You guys are, you guys are cheap. Goddamn, especially <laughs> Eric. <laughs> fifty oh, bucks. Fifty bucks. That's fifty bucks. Yes. Hey. hey well, the, the reason I said ten bucks is because the way you pose the question. I know. I know. It's going to be a devalue thing, but also, so many of those things work off quantity. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you like doing um surveys and stuff you got to do a billion of them yeah for 
a review to really make a difference it's like how many do you have to do but anyway 50 bucks though hmm. 50 bucks yeah i thought i thought that was a funny thing i was like oh shit what are they paying 500 a thousand dollars 50 bucks so yeah so <laughs> That's shitty. i don't think it's the worst thing in the world i'm sure other things other deals other hey you know i'll i'll give you uh hey you want to go to that red carpet deal you know you you know you, you want to be there at the premiere Give us a positive review. I'm sure it happens. People are going to go see their movies. Rotten Tomatoes, the you know the the audience score, I think is important compared to the critic score, stuff like that. So yeah, don't worry too much. I'm sure it happens. Not the biggest deal. I just thought it was fit. I thought it was funny for fifty bucks. So yeah. Well, it's a shame though. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Yeah, it's part of your decision making process on what to spend your money on. You know, but I mean, that just, it's just another thing to just prove that it's all a scam and you can't trust it. <laughs> yeah, right. If, if people didn't like Rotten Tomatoes as it is, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There's, there's, there's some more, uh, some more evidence. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't use them for my box office. Yeah. <laughs> Arash, you getting paid 50 bucks to. <laughs> I wish. To, I know. <laughs> Sold. Shit. I, yeah. <laughs> Every Dude, Wednesday, heartbeat, fifty bro. bucks. Done. Yeah. Done deal. You got a, Game over. You got a deal. Yeah. Um, something that doesn't need uh, critics' reviews, you know, okay. to uh, nice. to be uh, highly touted, is the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, which is returning to select theaters uh, for Ooh. Batman Day, which is September sixteenth. Okay. Um, nice. So yeah, so so that should be pretty cool. I'm sure it's going to be in all the formats, you know, IMAX and the whole spiel. So. It's a lot of movie. It's a lot of Batman to see in one day, but that's pretty bitching. What does September 16th land on? Is it a Wednesday? Maybe we can have some Batman. The 16th is a Saturday. Son of a bitch. There you go. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do Batman week, you know? Sure. eh? We'll have some Batman themed games. I love games. Maybe, maybe a Batman Naboo. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Uh, Naboo. Yeah, it's 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 funny saying that without King Tom here because he's he's not a, anticipating it and it's just gonna yeah. smack him in the face. Oh, it is yeah. a DC driven Nabu. Yeah, he'll end up back in the hospital, boo. <laughs> Don't do that, Sam. Don't do that. Yeah, no. yeah, he'll be he'll be like, I'm going back. Fuck it. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 another check himself bit. in is what he'll do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm going back. It's like, I'm fuck this. Back. Yeah, <laughs> it was better in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this uh, there's very little movie stuff going on. There's people, you know, talks and stuff like that. Rumors. This is production. That's in production. One that I thought was actually pretty cool. Samuel Samuel Jackson is in talks to star as the president in The Beast. Um, the film Jeez. follows the president who must use grenades and shotguns stored in his limo to fight off those who are trying to kill him. So Whoa. the uh, the president's the president of the United States limousine is called the Beast. Oh, it's like gotcha. some bitch in Cadillac, oh, bulletproof cool. this, countermeasure that, <laughs> arm to the teeth, the whole spiel. It's you know basically the Escalade he had in Winter Soldier. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're like grenades are just going off under the damn thing and it just exactly. like peels out of back this, in reverse yeah no he's got issues. a he's got a machine gun out of the center console Turret, whatever yeah like the yeah <laughs> exactly so imagine that but samuel jackson the president i would i just can't wait for the president of the united states to say motherfucker that'd be fantastic yeah, that's true 
That'd be pretty. But wait, wait, time out. Gerard Butler is not in this. I hope not. Okay. I, sure. I hope he's, not. He's in every kind of saving the president. Oh yeah, at him. Queen and then uh, was it Channing Tatum and uh, Jamie Fox had their their yeah. White House down or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Olympus has fallen. Yeah. What? Everything has fallen. Yeah. Everything um, is down or it's fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Including his um, Yeah. Yeah. That's all you get. Uh, one last bit that I thought was interesting. It. It. This is from Christopher Nolan. You know he's the you know he's the, he's the hot director right now. Him him and uh, Greta Gerwig. Um, he had the, he was talking about uh, long movies. So Oppenheimer is essentially three hours. You know a bunch of his movies are three hours. So you know somebody was asking him, do you uh, do you think that three hour movies are too much or too long or do people just not have attention spans? And this is a quote that, that he had. Um, I've been working in film now for 25 years. I've been hearing for all that time, young people's attention spans are getting shorter. I don't think to that to be true at all. I pre- present a universal 180-page script. I said the film is going to need to be three hours. Uh, he said the most successful film in America at the time was Avengers Endgame, three hours and two minutes. If you look at the history of movies, the most successful films tend to be quite long, actually. Titanic, Avatar. Yeah. Uh, I think the issue with length is if you're engaged. So she said. That's what um, she said. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yes. Well done. <laughs> if well the movie done. is working. Uh, uh, what? Uh, Nolan did not say that. <laughs> I, added, I added that to his quote. <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> uh, if the movie is working for you and you've drawn and you're drawn in, a three-hour runtime is completely fine. If you're if you're not liking the movie, a three-hour runtime is going to feel very very long. Yes. So I thought this was funny because it's. Not easy for Nolan to say this, but a lot of his movies are bitching and can yeah. suck you in for three hours. Yes. Not a lot of people can direct a movie for three hours and make it great. Let's be honest here. So no. it's kind of like, you know, you know, like, well, I don't have a, I don't think I have an issue. But like, yeah, we know you don't have an issue, Nolan. We understand <laughs> that. They, they thank you for yeah. your opinion. But yeah, so I, I thought what he said was interesting, and it's and it's nice to hear because a lot of the a lot of the directors nowadays just kind of talk shit on the people who see their movies, and Nolan is like, well, no, if you make a good movie. They're sold. They're bought in. You know, you have Scorsese talk shit about Marvel movies and and stuff like that. Spielberg, I think, has has said some stuff. Uh, uh, a couple other people, you know, that that kind of thing. So it's interesting for him to be more positive about it. But it's it's you know Nolan, where he's just making a bitch and movie for three hours where you're sucked in. He made Oppenheimer, which is just people talking, and it's great. Yeah. You know, you're sucked in the whole time. The I mean, writing's great. The set pieces. Amazing. All that you know, he he made an incredible film. So yeah, so I I thought that was, I thought that was interesting for him to say, especially because it's like, well, I'm bitching. I can make a great movie. I don't know about everybody else. So yeah. Huh. What do you guys feel about three hour movies? Does does hey, it make uh, you nervous or? Uh, but you, you depend, see a movie like is you three say, hours. It depends on who's directing it. Depends yeah. on who's directing it. Yeah, it yeah, makes me no nervous. Could, if if yeah. it's a three hours Transformers movie, yes, I'd be like, oh shit. Michael Bay's like really stretching those slow-mos, you know what I mean? But, you know, Cameron, who, you know, Fuck you, Jim. I respect him and when you you, you have he, to he now. has a three when you, he has a 3-hour movie, I go, okay. It's Cameron, dude, like that's good. 
same thing with Nolan. Three-hour movie, completely trust him. But some other ones, you know, you, you just can't trust. Spielberg usually makes a good three-hour movie, usually, 90%, 95% of the time. Scorsese's always three hours and 50, 40 minutes, you know? How long, how long was... Uh, it's like five hours. How long was... Yeah, yeah, The Irishman was what? No, I thought it was longer than that, wasn't it? The Irishman was like four hours or something like that. Oh, it should have been a series. Um, Gangs of New York was really long, wasn't it? Yeah, three and a half hours, but a great movie, right? Departed, three mm-hmm. hours, great movie. Um, I don't remember how it... Um, uh, what do you call it was? Um, blanking out, Ray Liotta. And, oh, Goodfellas? Uh, Goodfellas, my God. Good, uh, it was about I two hours was, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's not three hours, but it's like two and a half, I think. And all, all the right. Lord of the Rings movies really push the limit. I think yeah. we got we got trained. Oh, those big of us time! In three, this nerd Peter Jackson, another guy I trust. Yeah, yeah. we we uh, we we had our training wheels knocked off completely during those that Lord of the yeah. Rings time. I agree. So and Avatar, I'm sure they weren't three hour long, but they were. They basically set you up for. I think they yeah. were three hours long. Yeah, the, the new one was the three hours fifteen minutes. Yeah, the new one's really long. Um, yeah, and then James Cameron said that they shot for like nine hours, like a nine-hour yeah. film. They just yeah, wouldn't yeah, let yeah. him uh, let him do the, <laughs> put it, put the special effects on it. Right, right, right. All right. Well, thanks, Boo. That was you got uh, it. yeah. Thank you for the bits. They uh, they were great. Well, guys, unfortunately. Jimmy Buffett, guys. Jimmy Buffett, who popularized his own style of tropical vacation soft rock and reached billionaire status earlier this year, according to Forbes, after rebranding his Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise aesthetic into a chain of restaurants, passed away at the age of 76, had a very rare skin disease. Um... But uh, went down the uh, rabbit hole of Jimmy Buffett and started listening to some him. And I saw him and Dave Matthews play a song. And I saw him and uh, many different people, uh, Jewel and Sarah McLaughlin. And the list goes on and on on how many people respected Jimmy Buffett. I know he goes on. Um, a lot of people think that he's just like this niche kind of, you know, fun joke kind of guy you go and watch. Not at all, dude. He, uh, his songwriting was... Uh, was Far none up there with one, uh, some of the greats. I saw Jimmy Buffett at Irvine Meadows long ago when I was uh, just got out of high school, and it was. A tr- I didn't know many songs. I still don't know many songs. It was like four or five songs that I knew, but I had a blast. I could tell you that it was a great time. A bunch of parrot heads. Um, his fans are called parrot heads, and they knew every word to every song, and they had like hand gestures. I think we they had a tortilla fight and threw tortillas and stuff. So he passed away, unfortunately. And then also, Steve Harwell, the former lead singer of the, the, the frontman of the band Smash Mouth, who um, you know they were huge on their own, died at the age of fifty six. Uh, his death was confirmed by the band's manager, and he said he was surrounded by family members, and he died very peacefully. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, we had those two uh, pass away. So, uh, Eric, I wanted to ask you about Jimmy Buffett um, as a musician. Yeah, his songwriting is very good. Right. And, uh, you know, you take songs like Margaritaville, anybody who's ever played in a cover band, uh, like especially any kind of like a wedding band, you've played it so many times you can't stand it. 
but like a song like Come Monday, very good. Great song. Uh, like a, a, a pirate look look at forty. Pirate looks at forty is such a good song. Have you ever heard that one, Eric? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, it's such a good song. It's literally about a pirate um, at getting about to turn forty years old, and That's it's been cool. covered. It's been covered a lot um, from, from a lot of people. You just YouTube it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. Songwriting is great. And as uh, Smash Mouth really ran the show for you know four or five years during their era, they were yeah they I mean? were up there. They had their place. Yeah, yeah. They were like this fun like band that had played poppy songs i never got into them but i sing their songs when it's out you know on the radio or you're at a bar and you know all-star itself is was is a fun song to sing and they had three or four pretty big hits and i heard they were great live so you know a moment of sound for both definitely sucks um that they passed away and uh, also jimmy buffett man talk about turning a career into uh billionaire status yeah I've eaten at many Margaritavilles and drinking mm. many margaritas there. So, thank you, Jimmy Buffett. <sighs> All right. Anything else we want to talk about? Or uh, this is have? pretty random, and uh, I don't mean to take away from what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I meant to bring this up. I don't believe I did, and if I did, my apologies. Uh, for video game fans, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred oh, remains yes. one of the like the most wildly popular consoles especially of its time i mean i had one the original four switch one you know with the simulated wood grain and all that and recently lego made a set of the atari which was really cool Mm -hmm. you know that came with cartridges it like fake cartridges it had a whole little display if you pop it down there's a guy inside playing an atari yeah but Atari is releasing, it's available for pre-order now, the Atari 2600 Plus. Okay. It looks just like the original Atari, but it's smaller. It's 80% okay. of the size of the first one. And it will play Atari 2600 and Atari 7600. I think it's 7600 is what it was called. Cartridges, 7800, my bad. And uh, and it's got, you know, an HDMI out and widescreen mode. So you're not dealing with looking oh. like the old school module yeah. up to a TV. And it's a price point of one hundred and thirty bucks. And yeah. and here's the deal. It looks like an Atari from the outside and the games look like Atari. It will play all the original cartridges. And, wow. uh, you know, it comes with a 10 in one cartridge which looks like it includes combat which was a classic that had a whole bunch of modes of it of its own missile command yars revenge uh, i'm trying to think of what some of these other games are and Pit it comes on there what's that pitfall well, in there not on this 10 and one yeah not but you know it will play an original <laughs> pitfall cartridge that's so you can find one and you know those cartridges probably haven't really cost much in the in the like retro market but when this comes out that might change that right no so true yeah interestingly enough it uses emulation to play them it's not like the exact you know where it's using the rom in there and uh using the hardware so it's really more like a computer that's taking the ROM in the in the cartridge and then using an emulator to make it 
what it is now. Very cool. Yeah. Which, uh, but it's awesome. neat, man. And it, the price point's 130 bucks. So yeah, if you've got a bunch of Victoria cartridges laying around and you want something funny, g- grab one. Me personally, I would probably throw a few bucks more out and get like a Nintendo Switch instead. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you it's, know, it's nostalgia. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How is, really how cool. is it that the, uh, that the, that the actual Atari gaming console the new one that that uh struthers is talking about is cheaper than the lego one. <laughs> oh, how it? much is the lego about 100 110 bucks more it's 240 oh, bucks oh my gosh and, yeah, and it doesn't play any video games it doesn't do oh. shit yeah. yeah it does come with cartridges though yeah, yeah. but same same f- uh, fake wood feeling yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, I just had to look it up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's cheaper than the Lego one. I was like, I saw it. I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, 130 bucks. The fuck, right? right? 240 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. But it's yeah, got that, controllers crazy. that are made to the exact specs of the original, which means Christ. they'll break on you, and <laughs> they will break on you. Yeah, it uses yeah. It, it uses little micro switches. So whenever you move it in the directions, I believe there's eight of them in a ring. And, um, you know, so there's oh, yeah. north, southeast and west and then yeah. northeast, uh, southeast, southwest and northwest. Yeah. And that's how it, it changes direction. As you know, my dad, he used to work on electronics and stuff back in that day. And he worked on a, a many of them. And that orange button would flop down. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the worst. Yeah, he would actually, he was able to take the ends because you couldn't buy, that's that connector called a DB9 the the serial pin looking thing and it was this molded plastic well he if the your cable went bad right there at where that connector is because you know it will plug into the back of the console and then whenever you you'd end up yanking on it and that's where it'd break and he'd cut them open and splice them all back together that's but awesome. uh but yeah you can buy them and i mean they'll work on your old nintendo or your old ataris if you have an original that's just that's amazing scanning for dorks dorks detected that's right. We are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why we're doing this podcast. Yep. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up right there. And um, you were missing a couple people. That's okay. Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith Liz Boo. Les, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Less is More 78 and also on this podcast and on our Sith Liz YouTube channel. Eric, this is the Killers uh, doing um, a pirate look at forty, covering Jimmy Buffett. Oh, I've heard this song. Yeah, it's a Buffett song. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. I think I've heard the Jimmy Buffett version of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them dream. That's cool. Yeah. The lead singer of the killer said yes, that Buffett was one of his favorite songwriters. Years too late. Listen to that snare drum sound. Yeah. Plunder, you can really hear the underside of the snare. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, listen. 
you can find me on my other podcast, Dinner with the Healers, a bluey podcast that I do with my family, and uh, streaming on Twitch, hopefully a little more than I have been, twitch.tv slash mousetrap2217. There you go. Check it out. You can find me at The Sith List wherever social media is found. Guys, please go on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, check our Ahsoka episodes out. They're a lot of fun. We're having a blast, guys. And um, for King Tom, for Randy, we'll catch you next week right here on episode number 371 of The Sith List. Get the show on, get paid on.